0: Up ahead, Watson. No one near him, and he's going to come. everybody, you are listening to a new episode of Spartan Crazies with Ryan and Tim. Uh, Michigan State wins week one against CMU, 31-7, uh, uh, and uh, honestly, there's a lot to talk about, so we're going to talk about the game, uh, talk about Richmond a little bit, and uh, make our picks. So, I think Tim wants to talk some basketball a little bit then, probably. So, let's get into Central. Um... MSU uh really struggled in the first half. They were only up by 3 points going into halftime. It was 10 to 7 and then they kind of just pulled away uh in the second half.
1: Uh let, let me pause you. Talk about your mindset going into half.
0: Oh, to be honest, I was a little bit uh a little bit drunk. So uh, <laughs> <I> <laughs> that mean, was your mindset. Yeah, that was my that was my mindset for sure. Uh but uh, I mean, I wasn't feeling great. I knew they were going to win. I wasn't. It was just a matter of the team didn't look very good, so I was like kind of nervous. But well,
1: there were calls for Hauser.
0: Yeah, there were fans that were booing. What
1: did you think? You thought that Kim was coming out for sure?
0: No, I thought that they were going to roll with him because it ma- they made it sound like they weren't going to take
1: him out of the game. Well, that's what I meant. Kim was going to be the quarterback yeah. coming out of half. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. <clears throat> I Okay. Go ahead. Keep going. Uh.
0: But yeah, uh honestly, uh I thought Kim he struggled in the first half. Uh I thought he struggled a little bit in the intermediate game, short passing, but uh downfield he was really he was pretty good. Uh there was a couple plays uh made by the wide receivers that I was really impressed by. Like uh that Tyrell Henry touchdown catch was insane. Uh one-handed grab, like it was like an Odell Beckham like catch kind of. Uh, super impressive thought Geronimo Glover had a pretty good game I think he had like 75 yards uh, Christian Fitzpatrick had that big uh, reception I've been saying for a while that he would be a breakout guy this year so that was a good sign Malik Carr really struggled uh, I think he needs to wear gloves because <laughs> he dropped three passes um, he caught a touchdown to the end by the way which won me uh 50 bucks off a $5 bet so thumbs up to that but, uh, yeah, uh, the defense, I thought, looked really good throughout the game. Obviously, hard to take much away in the passing game because Bert Emanuel Jr. can't throw the ball very well. Um, I mean, I did like the ways that some of the uh, guys in the secondary played, uh, especially in run support, apparently uh, in tackling uh, Justin uh, Thin, friend of the pod, Uh put out an article today. Uh and PFF, obviously there's some flaws to it. It's not perfect. But uh they put out some stuff about uh, on MSU grades and uh Malik Spencer and uh um uh J- uh Jaden Mangum both graded out really well in tackling. Not great in not great in coverage, but uh that's a good sign. I think that the run defense this year is gonna be really good. Uh Guys like Jalen Sammy, uh he had a good game when he was in the game. Even uh Dre Butler, the transfer from uh Liberty kind of stuck out to me later in the game when he came in. So it's obviously Central is not like one of the toughest teams we're gonna play this year, but and MSU did struggle in the beginning, uh especially on short down situations. Uh, to make some plays, but later on in the game they just wore them down just because of their size. Um, really, I I, I was kind of pleased. Like I wasn't. I didn't go away walk, walking away out of the stadium saying, "Oh man, this really sucks." You know, I was walking out. I was like, "Okay, like there's some stuff they can work on, but they showed some flashes. So you know, this could go okay. Obviously, hard to take away much of anything." Until really the Washington game, that's going to be like the true test. Where and by the way, Michael Penix went off again, threw for four touchdown passes against Boise State on Saturday. Uh, obviously, he he gives MSU fans a lot of PTSD. Not uh, he's kind of owned MSU the last few times he's played them. So uh, that'll be interesting. But yeah, I really liked how uh, Nathan Carter stood out to me too. He was really good. Um, I'm like, nobody's trying to say he's going to be the next Kenneth Walker. Like, obviously that's not going to happen, but I think he can be like a really, really good college running back. Um, you could tell that he, he has way better vision than Jalen Berger does. Like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Jalen Berger, but I want to see nathan carter in the game unless it's like a third and long situation then you can throw burger in the game because he's more of a pass catching option or if it's a short down situation you throw uh, Jaron Mangum in the game who didn't play last week apparently they held him out for precautionary reasons so um there's there are there were some definite positives i thought they could i I thought the run blocking still could have been better uh but he had over 100 yards uh I think he had a touchdown, so, you know, I I feel somewhat okay about how this season's going to go. Uh, it's pretty clear to me Noah Kim has a pretty good arm, so that's that's definitely, obviously, a plus. It uh, just needs to be better in the intermediate game, or else, you know, if he doesn't get that under control, he could be like Rocky Lombardi, where all he can throw is really a deep ball. He can't make short passes, but hopefully he gets that under
1: control, but... It's, I mean, can you explain it to me? Like, how could that even be possible? You're a D1 quarterback recruit. You can't make short throws?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't get it either.
1: I want to let's talk about Kim, because obviously he's like, it's the headline of what people were looking for. It's what, you know, could make or break the season if they don't have, not Kim specifically, but if they don't have quarterback play. First quarter, not good at all. But I want to say, if you were trying to defend Noah Kim, you could make the case that your first start, where a bunch of fans specifically didn't want you to be the starter, at home, um, there's a lot of nerves, right? Of course. So his first half, now, of course, we go next week and the same thing happens. Then this whole narrative is destroyed. But you could make the case that... He looked way more comfortable in the second half. Um, first half, messing everything up. But I will note this. Zero interceptions. And I mean, he did have a call ball that could have been picked, though. Kim?
0: I, I, I think there was one where it should have been picked off. There
1: was that one that might be true. That sounds about right. I know definitely um, when Hauser came in, there was a... Yeah, really? no,
0: that one. Yeah, at the end of the game, I I left with like seven minutes left in the game, so I didn't see that, but I did rewatch the game, and I did. So um,
1: I don't recall off the top of my head, but what I, I do think is that a lot of his overthrows, specifically, were overthrown. It looks like he was almost being too safe. Like he doesn't want it to be anywhere in the realm of being picked which off, which
0: I totally understand because you, he's got a he's probably got
1: a short leash. So uh, yeah, exactly, and. So that makes me think that he's at least, like, making, the, like, this conscious effort to do, you know, safe versus unsafe. You could, you, you could that's all, a good sign.
0: You could also tell that he was actually progressing through his reads, which is a noted improvement from the past quarterback, who I don't have very many nice things to say <laughs> about anymore. So, um
1: uh, yeah. Let, okay, so... There was one play, I remember it was first half, and things were not going well. And mind you, like, the nerves were, like, palpable through the the screen. Um, he throws it, like, he has nothing going on. He, the whole play falls apart. He throws it, like, all the way um, horizontal across the field. Probably, like, a 40-yard throw. And it's for, like, a gain of, like, two yards because of the angle. And I remember thinking when he threw it, I was like, oh, my God. Like, the worst throw in football. (laughs) But, I mean, because it's just asking to be picked off. You got 40 yards of a guy pick six territory. Um, But the interesting part to me was he threw it high and, like, basically the receiver had to make an incredible play, and that was the only way anyone was catching that ball. It was nowhere near catchable for the defense. And now you could just say that was a wild, you know, untrained throw. But I think that he was erring on the side of caution a little bit, especially because of the nerves, The you know, the competitor. If he messes up big, like they're in a battle with Western – or sorry. Central. Central. Wow, geez. damn, dude.
0: That's Last gonna piss, that's going to piss
1: off some Central fans. Direction, <laughs> direction Michigan. Um, it, I mean, if they were in a battle with it, that doesn't spell – Great things for him going forward as the starter. So, zero interceptions. I think that's good. Um, now, let's talk. In my opinion, there were at least two throws that 100% should have been caught and would have been for 30-plus yards. One of them, um, well, there was one. I mean,
0: I would argue there was three.
1: Now, Trey Mosley, there's that should be caught 19 times out of 20. He, he, we oh, he, watched the one. He
0: never drops. He never drops
1: passes either. I mean, it's it hit him bad. in both palms.
0: He never he I I can't remember the last time I saw Trey Mosley drop. And
1: pass. I'm not I'm not taking hitting that um counting that against Trey. Right. I'm mostly saying like in every other world, Noah Kim gets that completion. Right. Um the obviously the drop pass by Malik Carr um first was that quarter 1? It was like the it was, first it was it was, the, it was
0: in the first half. I can't yeah. remember what quarter it was
1: in. Well, you know, that was straight into his hands, drops that. Um, and he had a, kind of a – he struggled, so you could kind of pin that on him. Those are two throws, in my opinion, that Noah Kim did just plenty – I mean, perfectly to get the reception. I've got a third one, and I, I, this might not be fair, but – The throw before the, half? The throw before half should have been
0: Oh, caught. no, man. Yes, it should have. I, I Foster <laughs> should have caught that pass. I, I truly believe – Hit him in the hands. It's right there. I understand there's dudes around him, but I think that should be It hit wild. him in the chest. Well, it hit. It, 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 still, he should have caught. It. I no, still think he should have caught it.
1: I, I see the point, but I'd have to rewatch it. In my estimation, when they showed it again. I mean, that was a rocket It throw. Like, some guy, like, basically went for it and missed. Like, it was a... It was coming through a lot of traffic, and yeah, you could always make the claim, if it hits you in the chest, you should have caught the ball. So if you were going to, like, die on that hill, then I do agree. That is, is, I always view it. This is the D1 level. Yep.
0: You're but, on scholarship you gotta it hits you hits you in the bo- hits you in the hands hits you in the chest you gotta catch the ball
1: but in the context of like giving Noah Kim credit that's not like one we're even really gonna have, hold against him or for him I think it's for him because he rocketed that well ball. yeah if you want to say hey did you mm, see that throw yeah I mean he made the distance and it was like a dart Right. Um, really impressive. Um, I I'm, the commentators were like, let's see if he has the arm. Like, basically, like, openly questioning Michigan State starter to see if he can even throw a Hail Mary. Um, it wasn't like he was at the 30. It was like half field.
0: Yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was midfield.
1: Um, so I thought that was kind of disrespectful, but, um, he proved them wrong. That yeah. was a great throw. Uh, Tim Brando doesn't do a very great job.
0: Not, not, not his biggest fan.
1: <laughs> well, I know a lot of people are not having fun, but... In the first half, there was an upset alert. Oh, I told him. And that's, for most of the country, probably what they wanted to see. Right. So, in that sense, um, I felt like he was just kind of having fun with the prospect of an upset. Michigan State, they aren't expected to do anything. They're basically no one to him this year. So, if they lose an opener, that's probably better than just them winning for their entertainment's sake. Anyway, um, it did seem a little biased, but I think it was just biased toward... The possibility of an upset, and you can't be mad about that when everyone outside of the Michigan State fan base was probably rooting for Central. Yeah, I mean, I would do the same. Um, you were rooting for Fresno State. Well, yeah, because I picked <laughs> them just to mess- win. I messing- picked mess- them to win, man. But also, it's <laughs> Purdue. Come on.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't really care about Purdue football.
1: Basketball is their story.
0: I don't give a damn about their football
1: program. Um, <laughs> I mean, agreed. But also, um. QBR they don't I believe they don't they, take into account drops. Oh. And I think that yes, you could say we're just like being like a an apologist for him. I'm actually just trying to play devil's advocate, but um if you wanted to defend him, you could point to the fact that this game is clearly a a game where you could say, "Hey, these drops really weren't his fault at all." You know, there's multiple occasions and not 15-yard throws, like things that would have massively improved his overall ratings, right? Right. I mean, we're talking multiple, like 30-plus, and I'm just – I'm being conservative there. There was – probably one of them was like a 40-something-yard pass. But anyway, that all being said, this is important, right? He's probably starting against um, – Against Richmond. Sorry, I forgot that we were playing for a second. Uh, Right? (coughs) Yeah, yeah. And then what I found was interesting was Hauser comes in for garbage time. Doesn't look (coughs) good at all, okay? Let's just be honest. It pretty much looked identical to Kim in his first couple of snaps. So could he have progressed through a full game start? I think that you could make the case. I do. But... Also, I don't think that there was anything apparent to say, hey, this person should be the guy either. Um, Again, garbage time. Basically, you're learning nothing from that. But um, still, if you wanted to be the Kim shouldn't have started guy, I I do think you could have said, hey, if they had just started Hauser, he gets all these same opportunities. Um, Who knows how it goes? But... I really don't think that – I mean, Noah Kim helped them win. I don't really think it was quarterback play that really made the difference here. Nope. The one thing to me, again, a person who isn't as informed as Ryan, the one thing that seemed much different to me was that MSU was, like, shutting these guys down on defense. What was the stat for third uh, – third... I think they went three for 16 or something like that. Yeah, on third down conversions, three for 16. Now let me take you back, Ryan. Go back one year. We're opening up against Western. Me and you are talking on the pod. I ask you, are you a, a little concerned that Western got like, what was it, like 20 first downs or something? Yeah. Do you remember? It was it was a pretty big number. How many first downs do you know off the top of your head? The, from the Western game? No, no, no.
0: Or this this game. Central. I, I can't. I'm not sure. I think it was probably like 10.
1: Um, So that's not like an insane number. Obviously, the best... Defense in the country probably would have minimized Central's first downs to almost nothing. But we're literally asking for a Big Ten, like, upper-tier defense versus, even like, a- one of the worst Even ones. average would, yeah. you know. That would be an, appro- an improvement. All right. Um. Tell me why the defense was much better to my untrained eye. Why did I think that? Maybe they, I was wrong. Because they don't have... Players getting hurt during the game this this time? Probably. Well, <laughs> I mean... I mean, but, like, what was the fa- the phase of their defense that... Because it looked like maybe Emmanuel can't throw. It can't, looked like he, he never he, had he, an, he cannot throw. But it, ne- it looked like he rarely had an opportunity. Um, obviously, after the first half. The first half was a little different, but they weren't getting any of their third downs. Um, the only time they scored in this game... Was on back-to-back 15-yard penalties. Which I do think were... One of them was apparently not a very good call. But... I saw a hand on a face mask in both plays. The unfortunate oh, I'm, think, is, I'm thinking about
0: it uh, like, later in the game. That, no, no. That Derek, D- Derek Harmon. It was they,
1: literally back-to-back face masks, I believe. Okay. Like, I'm um, thinking
0: about Derek Harmon, where they, where they where they, said it was on Malik Spencer, but it was actually on Derek Harmon, and
1: apparently that was not a very good call. The frustrating part was MSU got a hand to their face mask very shortly after, and, of course, there's no call. Yeah. Um, that being said... You know, with cleaning some stuff up, they could have shut them out. Obviously, that would have been nice. But MSU covered the spread. So maybe Vegas didn't think MSU was very good. Well, they're at least better than that. (laughs) In this game, at least. Um, They did put up some points. There was a couple of big plays. At the end, you said it, it looked like MSU just, just totally worn them out. I mean, was it just the size, or do you think that... MSU, you know they're like a stronger unit this year. Probably it's a mixture of both. Yeah,
0: probably. I um, Central. I mean, they're they had their 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 right guard, and I'm gonna plug Tyler because he coached him. But I uh, I mean he's he's supposed to be a pretty good player, and you know they were able to kind of push their line around. And I understand MSU was a lot deeper this year with the defensive line, so I mean they they, they were able to rotate guys. Which they weren't able to do last year, uh, partially because they just didn't have depth, and partially because of injury. Right. So you know, because I I remember Derek Harmon was talking about it's he's gonna be able he wasn't able to take plays off last year because like at all because he was like they he had to go like yeah you know because some guy some guys will before a play they'll be like hey. You, you know that – like, you can't go hard on every single player or else you're just going to wear yourself completely out.
1: By the end of the game. Yeah, probably.
0: you know, so – and last year you could tell later in games that dudes were just dog-tired. Um, and they are able to get dudes like Jared Jackson uh, Jared Jackson and uh, Dre Butler in the game. I I can't remember if Jared Jackson played, but I know Dre Butler did. They were able to play – he was able to play later in the game. So that's a good sign because he's more of, like, a third-string dude. So – if he's I, and that's a guy that you he's an older dude, you can depend on him to, uh, if, to play. Um, and he's not gonna be he's not gonna be a guy that plays a ton, but mm-hmm. you, you know you can depend on him. So, right. um, I I think that obviously Central's a mag team, so
1: should be doing this. Yeah, you should be doing this, but it's. Obviously, much improved from last year. What uh, talk to me on the other side of the ball? Why couldn't MSU convert like fourth and ones? There's a lot of talk about the shotgun. There's a lot of what you know, is happening. I feel like Ohio State would just put their foot on the gas and run them over. I'm not. I'm not. It's this isn't fair because
0: Dallas Fincher, Nick Samac didn't play. He was hurt, and Dallas Fincher really got pushed around on that one fourth and one. Like he. That they didn't get. Uh, I mean, that's what happened. Like the offensive line depth, not totally there yet. You're, you're. Uh, if you get down to the second unit, you're taking a decent step back. So, I think that was part of it. Uh, that's not good. Of, of course, it's not good. That, but that, that's. I mean, they just don't have the dudes. They do, but a lot of them are freshmen. They or, and one of them. That was a true freshman and
1: is out for the season. Mm. So So, not really impressed with the O line.
0: I, I thought they were okay. Uh I didn't think they were great. I didn't think they were awful. I thought they were okay. Okay. Um didn't come on like it's hard to it's hard to know. Did I Kim mean, get sacked? No, he
1: didn't. I mean the pass blocking the pass blocking's been fine. It it's always
0: been the run blocking.
1: Well, it did I'm just gonna say, it felt like Peyton Thorne. Had plays last year where he... He didn't really have time to do anything. And he's, you know, just trying to squeeze something in there. And he just made constant, awful decisions. Like... So it was a mixture of both. It was a mixture of both. Well, I... You know, it's hard to take into how much is just bodies and athleticism. But, you know, going to the second half, I felt like Central was a three and out over and over. And MSU just kind of started rolling over. Like, um, you know, just... Marching down the field pretty easily, um, obviously things were very uneasy when they went up seven to three right before yeah. half. But MSU, I, I, with a four, I think it was a fourth and like short. They threw it long, and there was a crazy catch. I maybe it was a third down, but was that, was that the Christian Fitzpatrick
0: play, um, where he ran for like seventy plus yards and got tackled inside
1: like the ten? No, uh, I'm I'm. I think it was just like a real deep shot, kind of a hope one one v one on the edge, and the guy made the play. I don't think I think it was, think it, was pro- it was probably Jerome Glover then. Okay, um, I I can't recall because there's so many new names and wide receivers. Yeah, I know, and they're like all playing. The only guy that you're like you oh there's two I guess
0: you got Montyry Foster and Trey yeah. Mosley. Those are the two guys that have played a decent amount.
1: But are, yeah, they do seem to be kind of just. They keep coming, which has got to be an asset hey, to yeah, the team. I'm
0: telling you, man, Courtney Hawkins is a hell of a coach.
1: These wide receivers, they're literally just sprinting yep. every round. So if you can get a couple of guys out there that are all pretty high level, I mean, that's going to start to pay dividends later in games. Maybe. And that I think MSU just never had a chance when it came to better teams late in games. They were just It was kind of over for them last year. Um, I don't know if that was all because of – Bodies and injuries, but it certainly didn't help. Um, so, what else do you, What else do you think stood stood out on uh, Friday? Uh, Jonathan Kim hit a forty seven yard
0: field goal, so that yeah. was nice, and he had a lot of leg on it too. So. looked clean.
1: Yep. You want my kicking analysis? I do want your kicking okay. Analysis. Here we go. It was a good kick. <laughs> no, um, he looks like a big boy. I don't like for kickers. He looks very sturdy. And he can hit it. Um, and the kick was clean. He's not hitting it like true soccer style. It's, he's driving through this thing. And he's got a leg. Honestly, he kind of looked... I know this is extremely optimistic. He looked like he could be le- very legit. Um, I just... The way he stood up, it was robotic. And like I said, he hit the kick. He hit the ball clean. Um, and then, of course, today when I say clean, I don't just mean, like, good. Like, he's striking through the ball, which means that it doesn't have, like, a natural curve or bend. It's just going to fly straight in no wind, Um, which, in my opinion, that's a pretty good kicker, especially if he's sturdy. You know, you add the mass into the force. And like you said, ball could have gone 10 more yards, I think. Um, He said in an interview today that he's hit him from 65 in practice. But yeah, I no did win. see that. That's crazy. Actually, that just based on my experience, I think that isn't crazy cuz that means he's kicking from the 45 probably using like a little bit of a a, tee, like a, a, a field t- tee. tee. Yeah. And in like a perfect conditions like in a in their practice dome or something. That's fair. I don't think that that's crazy at all. I mean, I could hit him from 50 like when I was practicing. For real. I mean, in the best conditions right. in practice and you're kicking for an hour. Um, Tim, could you have made that uh, 19-yard field goal uh, to win the Indiana game? just going to say it. I was 100% from that distance. So <laughs> whether you want to you know, I, I, you know I, think, I, I think you probably could. I wasn't just your average guy, <laughs> but, yeah, I think you could. Um, anyway, not to overdo it, but, like, I was excited. Not just because he hit a long kick. It, like, just looking at the guy – he doesn't look nervy at all. Kind of looks like he knows he's going to be a pro. Um, and if you have a pro kicker on your team, that's good. I, I because mean, last year, what the hell? Well, I mean, <laughs> be
0: honest, I mean, Matt, Matt Coghlan was okay. He wasn't great. He was, uh, he was super inconsistent. Well, the last time MSU had a great kicker. I wouldn't say Michael Geiger was great. I'm, you know, I, I think you got to go all the way back to Brett Swenson.
1: It's almost fifteen years. Yeah. Um I don't I'm not gonna say he's a anything like a Brett Swenson or but I feel very optimistic and I think most people do too. Um partially because he hit he went one for one or right? Did they kick another? I. that was the only one they kicked. Yeah. Yep. And we needed it at that moment, I think. We're dying for oh yeah. Anything offensive at that point in the game. Oh yeah. Um a little bit of juice into the into the feeling of the team after you get on the board, um <clears throat> what else really i mean i I'm not Jay Johnson's biggest fan. I'm just
0: gonna go around and say it at this point like I, he's driving me nuts with some of these play calls.
1: Do you think that things changed from first half to second half? like do you think he came out and said we gotta maybe we gotta a little bit i It's hard to
0: i I don't like to judge. Obviously they're not gonna show everything the next in the first two weeks against Central and Richmond. They're not gonna show everything, but I, I just don't like the way he calls the game. I I don't. I, I'm not saying he's Dave Warner by any means. Like Dave Warner is one of the worst offensive coordinators I've ever seen in my life. He sucked. But yeah, For he dude, this dude's and I, I don't like the salary thing, but the dude's getting paid one and a half million dollars a year. I I I like his recruiting. I think he's a good recruiter. I I don't know. I'm not sold on him as an in-game, in game as an in game coach at all. Like it's it's easy to be creative. Let's just say this: it's easy to be creative when you have a generational running back. All right, right. Because you can always just go, hey, do the do the, the, K-9 do, the play. do the Kenneth Walker play? Yeah, exactly. You know. So I'm just not a huge Jay Johnson, dude. And I hope he proves me wrong, but I don't know, man. Not sold on the guy. I'm, I'm not gonna go full Spartan dog 97 on him, but see, <laughs> as I I think that that SD hates uh, J. Johnson more than anybody on the.
1: <laughs> now I want to ask you, we're seeing a lot of like opening games coming out with like a flea flicker or whatever, like the trick play. Some fans think. You know, old they, school did that, fans. they did that in yeah. 21 a lot. And yes. obviously they had the dude to do it with. Like, but my question to you is, wh- what do you think of that OC making those calls? Do you think that's kind of fun and creative? Or do you I, think it's like, as some old school fans would say, it's running out of ideas? Dep- it depends on who you're playing, really, to me.
0: Like, I wouldn't have liked it against Central, like, at all. It's just like, what's the
1: point? Well, they ran one against Central. Oh, that's right. They did run.
0: No, I didn't like that. So there you go. I
1: it,
0: it it almost worked because doesn't that have to play Malik Carr drop yeah, the pass. Yeah, he dropped the,
1: the flea flicker. Okay, around. and it was I, like in the end zone. They were handing the ball off. I was like, Jesus Christ! No, I don't. I don't like don't that. Don't mess this no, up. No,
0: I don't like that at all. Like, I'm sorry. Like, if you're
1: using that for central, like, come on, dude. Really, Jay Johnson's really draw uh, like pulling one out of his trick bag on central when Seriously, it's tied bro? and they can't move the ball at all. Now. I'll say this. There was a lot of drop passes and, like, the quarterback was making some bad throws. Like, there was objectively some horrible throws by Noah Kim. To me, though, at that level... I think some of them
0: were bad, were wrong routes run.
1: Yeah, I think there's, like, some chemistry, and it's game one. But at that level, all of it felt like, to me, it was nerves by Kim. I agree. And then he settled down... And everything started to look easier. Um, and you just got to hope that that continues. The The truth is, there's still people who are upset that Noah can play just well enough to ensure that he's going to start again. Because they were hoping, for some reason, that he would be a disaster so that Caten Hauser could start. But MSU, we just want them to be good. Yeah, I don't care. I just
0: want to win games. I really, like, for the long-term effect of the program, maybe... Uh, Caden Hauser starting would have been better, but like, if he's not ready, he's not ready. So if he transfers, yeah, like it sucks, but that's part of the, that's
1: the way it is now. So there's been a lot of talk comparing what's happening here to 2013. Um, not that MSU is going to be like amazing, it more of how the season's starting. What do you think? How, how did the first game in 2013 go Quarterback, <laughs> a thousand times worse than this did. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are the odds now that you think like you see like a Hauser come in revival season? Who knows, man? It's like there's 11 games left. I have no idea.
0: Like, we're, we're not going to know. Like, this week isn't going to prove anything to me. Like, yeah, this at week all. is a walk. This is like
1: our like, you, you got to win this
0: game by third. You should win this game by 30 points. Like, it. This this should be a blowout
1: and look very, you know, reassuring. Yes. in doing so, it I wouldn't be thrilled with a nervy first half because they should have gotten they should have exercised that out. Right, starting quarterback, bunch of new guys. You know the star players on the team that were all supposed to be the star guys gone. Now now who's going to be the star? There is literally a gaping star power hole at MSU football. Who is the star, Ryan? Tell me. No idea. You have no idea who the star nope. is. Like you can't even like it. Maybe, I mean, maybe Nathan Nathan Na- Na- maybe.
0: Yeah, that was that's what I was just gonna say. Maybe Nathan is Carter. Is that the
1: star? I don't know. We'll see. Do you think that's good if MSU's star is Nathan Carter? Probably. Probably a good thing. What would be the best case scenario as a star? No kidding. No oh, Kim. Yeah. If he just came out it was un- unreal. Yep. Did he try? To evade the rush at all, like did he make any sort of elusive move and then throw? I feel you like know, it was all just like, I only, kind of a wash. I only rewatched the game once, and I didn't see a lot of that. But I've heard of what's the term? The, I'm blanking. When the um, the quarterback scramble, scramble. Yeah. Um, sorry. It, it's okay. <laughs> you would want your. You any, any starting Power 5 team, any starting quarterback for a Power 5 team, they want their quarterback to be good at scrambling, correct? Right. That's just a objective like skill of quarterbacks. Are there systems where they don't need to at all? Just like if you play for Alabama?
0: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. <Okay>. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: you, you got an Alabama playing Georgia Southern, yeah, you know, <laughs>
1: like, yeah. Just stands there. Right. 10 seconds and just picks a guy up. Um so we don't know if he's good as Grant. I would argue that he's I've not. heard I've heard he's elusive, but not we yet. saw none of it. We'll see,
0: dude. I I mean, to be honest, CMU didn't get much of, much of a pass rush the whole game. Anyways, they didn't have a single sack, so we'll see. Probably against Washington if he can do that or not.
1: Hmm. Okay. Now, overall, how do you feel about MSU? I feel compared to going into
0: this game, I feel slightly better. I don't feel. Like, oh, my God, this team's going to be so good. I feel a little bit better. I don't feel – like, it's not – It's it, moved, it barely moved the needle, okay? it it, But it was a positive.
1: Okay. I actually agree with you. I just think it's funny that a lot of – we'll call them rival fans – were using this game as, like, proof that MSU was bad, and I'm trying to figure out how. They, they- – they, they covered the spread. Yeah, it like, oh, my God, they sucked in the first half.
0: Ooh, big deal. Like,
1: Yeah, I mean, after a certain while, it was kind of a blowout. Like, right. it was easy. I mean, and, I left the game with seven minutes left. So, like, I knew the game. Like, was, now, if they don't score that touchdown before, right before half, I feel like the game would have still ended up in a MSU victory. You know, but we might have been feeling a lot different. Speaking of that that touchdown.
0: I, know, I mean, the offense just ran so much smoother in a two-minute offense. Like, it was
1: crazy how, like, it was just. Sometimes these games are good for that. You yep. learn what you, you know, can be good at. Um... So, I, I think that they did, I'll give
0: Jay a little bit of credit. It seemed like they sped up the offense a little bit in the second half. Uh, I, Of course, I'm not. That's the nicest thing you'll hear me say about Jay in this podcast. Because, uh, ugh. <laughs> not good uh Ugh. yeah so i don't know like that i feel like that kind of covers most of everything i i we really talked about everything we i can't we talked about every position group oh we didn't talk about the linebackers and cal halliday had a really good game again uh so thumbs up to that i guess how many sacks do you know i think they had eight tackles for a loss but i can't remember how many sacks it
1: was they were getting to the quarterback, yeah, which was good. Which to see. They should, they yeah. should against Central, right? But you know, so was it very impressed with the kick return?
0: You know, he is super fast. Um, he's gonna break one at some point. I'm telling you. Think? you. Okay. I think. That I, well,
1: I might be being unfair, but it was kind of like indecisive, indecisive, and you know, he, he not was really and he far. doesn't
0: have the the nerve excuse honestly for that. See, your return kicks last year, so. We're obviously talking about Tyrell Henry.
1: We'll we'll see. I mean, at least you want to take the 25 or you're going to get past that. And I feel like there was a couple times he made the wrong choice. Um, I could be so wrong about that. It was just a feeling during the game sort of deal. Um, All right. Central. One in the books. Um, Ryan and I, we both picked them to cover MSU. And I think it's because we both believed – not because we're homers, but like that MSU was kind of being underrated. Just yeah, because the old, I think that
0: I think that they it's were a lot based on last. year. It was year. based on last year, and there's a lot of unknown. So, um, yeah.
1: So 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 far so good. One and zero against the spread. Um, I would say quarterback play overall. I am going to give him some of those drops. Those weren't his fault. And you, when you see a game where there's that many, you're like. You got to give the quarterback a little bump here. Right. Like this is just being fair. Um and then the nerves were just I mean it was so apparent. It it was bad and I was worried. But w- when the game ended I was like, "Hey, I think that the quarterback played pretty well." Yeah. I mean, was I was above, I thought he was at least above average. I was pleasantly surprised. And um if you want to go off of PFF, he was ranked pretty highly and I believe they I think they had him as the third or fourth best quarterback in the conference this past week in the big 10 and they take drops into account Mm -hmm. i believe so take that for what you will um you want to get us started on richmond
0: yeah uh richmond's bad um they lost to i can't even remember who they lost to last week but they are horrible they had i'm literally just going off cuff with this i i i I don't know shit about richmond i just know they suck (laughs) um (laughs) they uh they they lost last week to Morgan State, I think. They blew they were up 10 to 7 and they blew it and they lost 17 to 10. Uh they had 169 they had 169 passing yards. The quarterback threw a pick. The quarterback was also their leading rusher. Their offense is terrible. The the defense should absolutely eat this game. Uh this should be worse than the Central game.
1: Uh Michigan State should win this game by 30 plus points. I think We've done this for a few seasons now where we've done a lot of picks. And we're not actually going to pick this game. Because there's no line out. There's no spread right now. But I think that this is just your – all of the factors, external and internal, have come together. This is like your true blowout game yes. you can say. They got their little primer against Central. They had their nerves. Now they know what the nerves feel like and taste like. They know – there were literally booze in Spartan Stadium. I think that they know what it's going to take to come out and play in at this level, even though Richmond is probably a little lesser than Central. I think that they're probably going to feel a little more confident, and I'm looking at the quarterback there. Um, Malik Carr, there's no way on earth he can drop more passes in another game. Dude, please
0: wear gloves,
1: for the love of God. You could... I mean, everyone's oh, going to be talking about the God, gloves. Here. Just wear gloves. If he doesn't play with gloves and he has – more than one drop. I'll give him one. I feel like you can always give a wide receiver one. More than one drop. Unless it's like a if bread, it,
0: like in his bread I'll, basket. I'll lose my shit if he if he doesn't wear gloves and he drops two or more passes on Saturday. Well, he's going to be hearing
1: it. I think from the probably staff, his coaches too. Yeah. Um, I don't think that he could possibly play worse. He looked a little nervy to me because there was all he, that. Well, he knows he's supposed to be the guy this year. And they're talking on the I broadcast mean, like – Professional future, blah blah blah. Um, I think that he looked like a guy who tried to come out and play better than he actually is. What he really needs to do is just focus on his game, and it's just gonna take care of itself. Right. Um, to, just like th- in his head, in my opinion, I, we're, I'm just watching on the screen, but, um, I mean, he caught that touchdown pass at the end of the game, so maybe that gives him a confidence and booster. And I don't know if you recall his that was reaction, a, hell of a That was a hell of a catch. It was too. good, but. His reaction was like monkey off your back. Right. Like he's just relieved. Like, like finally. Like he wasn't even happy. Right. He was just like okay, let's you know, let's get out of here. Now, circling back, I feel like MSU's primed. Place is going to be feeling great. It's going to be you know three thirty. It's
0: a three thirty game. Yeah. yeah you got had eight hours of tailgating. So. Um,
1: by the way, how was the alcohol in the stadium? They did not. Have, they don't have it until the Washington game. Oh, did I miss that? Yeah. They, oh, wow. So, that's... They're really trying to dude, make something Washington, out of that
0: game. Dude, grid. That game is going to be a complete shit show. The, 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 the tailgating starts that day at 7 a.m., 5 p.m. kick. <laughs> they're selling beer in the stadium. Rose Bowl reunion. This that is going to be a complete and utter shit show. There's I no
1: know. way on earth I'm going to be showing up <laughs> before noon. I, just I'll be here. there at 7. Oh. <laughs> we know this. <laughs> If it were over at six, he'd be there at five. Oh three. hell
0: yeah, dude! They were the they they were. We got there at two o'clock and they were bitching at us, making us drive around. We got We we unloaded all of our stuff and put it there this lady is just bitching at us to move our cars. And it's like, just open the lots, man. Come on. Like, if anything, you're making traffic a thousand times worse by not
1: letting people in. Just let them in. They're just pounding on the open it up. <laughs> Ryan, he loves this time of year. Um, so do I. Um, because even though it's been a little hot late, like in the past few oh, days. Oh, God. Um, The weather was like perfect. It was perfect on, on Friday. Friday yeah. And that's like when you get the best of um, Michigan, I think, is these warm like early fall, you know, type of days. Even some of the late fall ones. But um, anything else? Like w- you have like some more insight on Richmond no, or like predictions? No. Like what? Uh, what's a group of the team that's gonna f- flourish in this one? For,
0: for MSU, yeah,
1: the defensive line is gonna eat. They're gonna they're gonna get home. Oh yeah. Okay. So. Look up your props, see what kind of sacks over-under you can well, find Well, that's there. if you
0: can find anything on this game because they don't even have a line-out for There's it.
1: There's a so. Chinese site. We'll talk.
0: <laughs> I'm not that big of a, of a, of a degenerate. But.
1: <laughs> no, it's actually the Faroe Islands. Okay. Um, so we don't really get to pick. We're both going to say easy MSU win. Yeah. Um, let's make your own... Spread. What number do you think they can cover? 30 points. 30. So they're winning by over. Four touchdowns. Okay. Yeah, I would love to see that. They won by 24 against Central. That seems more than doable to me. A 35 to 0 win. That'd be nice. But you recall Last they beat year, 50
0: Akron. Ac- well, 50 that, they before that quarterback got hurt, they were actually moving the ball a
1: little I'm bit. I'm still too. like scarred because I was in the stadium and saw Jaden Reed get hurt. Yeah. And I remember thinking that looked bad. Yeah, he had to get he had to get like 80 stitches or some crazy
0: shit. Yeah, he didn't play against Washington the next week either, so
1: I mean, live I was like if someone needs to check on this yeah. guy and you know, kind of um Speaking of that, Alante
0: Brown coming back in the game.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Not, I might be yeah. wrong,
1: but I believe the commentator said that's just a stinger, and it was like a shot of Alante Dude. Brown like convulsing on the ground. It was, and I was like, oh, I was mortified. It was a pretty bad hit. I'm not even gonna get, get into the conversation because I'm not. This isn't right. We're not doctors. Expertise.
0: Like I'm not like,
1: but I'm not a doctor the the uh. The visuals here. Dude probably shouldn't have came back in the game. Yeah. That, um... That was scary. And the fact... When I heard his name called, I was... My mouth dropped. I was like, what? This guy's still playing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, isn't it amazing? He was a D'Antonio
0: recruit. (laughs) Like, that's wild.
1: Yeah, um... I I just truly hope we do not see something down the line of this season with him. You know, just you know, it sounds like he's going to play this weekend. So I know, but I'm talking about like, like if another hit to the head, like
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it would
1: just there. A lot of these kids don't go on to be pros. Right. They have a whole life, and we're just like playing a game. All right. Um, so anyway, moving past that, not good. No um not good. So you want to talk about the basketball schedule? Sure. I I want to say I told Ryan in the last episode that it was grind week. I was super wrong. I I I questioned you and I was like, I'm not sure it's grind week. I, w- I saw they posted it and it said it said grind week soon, I think is it It did, question, yeah. but it looked like current photo. I I was tricked for some reason that. It looked like it was a photo from like that day. I don't know why I thought that. I think it was based on a guy inside I, side I
0: figured something. it wasn't grind week cuz came to our tailgate so I was like hey eh, he's probably it's probably not grind week
1: So not yet but um Davion Hannah did visit um but they just released the schedule um non-conference so we basically know the whole schedule now for Michigan State basketball one thing that stands out there's no true road game this year. Graham Graham is gonna have a field day about that. Yeah, a lot of people are, you know, making the joke. <laughs> he said he's not an AP voter anymore. No, Graham. Couch.
0: I mean, I, I think you know I kind of it at this point. To be honest with you, but I respect the bit for people who don't
1: know what we're talking about. There was a notable media member in MSU. By by the sports. way, we
0: this podcast does support Graham Couch. He's oh, yeah. by far the best Michigan State. We, we like Graham Couch. Yes,
1: and he used to never vote a team in the AP poll top 25 um if they hadn't played a true road game yet and so you know there was a, a notable time when he got national media coverage because he didn't put the Zion Duke team in yeah. um when they were being dubbed as like you know the, the best team of all time at that point in the season um and I will admit they looked incredible <laughs> they did uh We can go on a long tangent here about that team, but um, they were very good. There's no doubt about it. Especially early in the season, they were. I mean, their champions classic game, they murdered. Later in the season, they were really good, but you know, they took an L. So to a really good team, yeah. So, you know, happens to the best of us. Um, But anyway. People were making the joke because he would, if he were he would not. Put, he, said he wouldn't he,
0: vote he, for MSU. And he said that. He said he, he would not have put MSU. Yeah.
1: Him. But it doesn't matter because everyone else would have and none, none of it would be affected. Right. Um, so, the real big games are obviously the Champions Classic um, against Duke. There's the Arizona game on Thanksgiving Day. There's Butler at... Um, Little it's at, Caesars. It's at Breslin. Oh, Butler's at Breslin. And Baylor's, Baylor's at yes. Little Caesars. Okay, got those two mixed up. Um, those are the big ones. I think, truth be told, the 13 games of non conference, if MSU kind of comes in living up to their hype, um, which we'll talk about more when it gets closer to basketball, but if they are, as on Torvik.com, their preseason eighth best team to him, um, if they're a top 10 team, and they come in playing like it. Uh, I just don't see, you know, any reason why you can't predict they could go 13-0. and 0. You know, if they can win that Duke game, they could probably beat everyone else. Now, usually you're just going to say they're going to drop one or, oh, yeah. one or two. Um, by default, I think that's probably the... Likely the, scenario. Yeah, what happens. They lose one or two. Um, and... I don't know. Like, Duke and the Champions Classic hasn't gone well for MSU. But, but hey, we
0: beat them at Cameron, Cameron. It, yeah. Which, yeah. I, which I bitched about nonstop on this podcast.
1: They were uh, <laughs> um only team that's won their if road MSU,
0: Champions if, Classic If MSU game. would have lost that game, the narrative would have been that game doesn't count. Guess what? They won. That game counts as a Champions <laughs> Classic
1: game. It was a fun game. Um, the team, Marvel that, both those teams were not good. Which we didn't know at the time. <laughs> um, so, I don't know, but it's not Coach K. So, John Shire, we'll see. Yeah. It's the first matchup, I believe, between the two. Mm-hmm. And um, Izzo kind of gets a a clean slate against Duke, if you will. Now, you can, you know, they're still going to hold it against and him. Hey, Izzo went 2-1 and one
0: in his last three games against them. So, yeah, no, two
1: he went 2-2. just lost the chain. Yeah, never mind. Um, but... Um, Arizona's a good team. Going out west, I don't like that one. I think that one's prime for upset. Yeah. MSU hasn't done well against Baylor, but I think if there was a year, this would be it. I'm not that sold on Baylor this year, to be honest. But MSU never wins at Little Caesars. Just never happens. Yeah, I mean, they beat Oakland all the time there. That, totally, that totally counts. Good argument. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. There, but do you not agree they could go 13-0. I mean, yeah, it's definitely impossible. It's not like I'm – I'm, I'm not going to put money on you it. You could say but, that every right. year. Right. But um, if they do match the hype, because I've been watching a lot of the games from last season, and I'm overthinking it, and we'll get to my thoughts on the team. But um, it really – honestly, let's say none of these freshmen play. This team is going to be that, you know – just above 500 right. in the Big Ten. Same type team, of team as last year. Yeah. yeah, and there's a lot of, you know, times when the guards can't stop anyone. They're great guards though. But um, we just need some of these this new talent to really push them over the edge. That's the key. And if they can get production for them, I think that this team is for real. Um, in terms of top ten for real, MSU hasn't really seen a top ten team since Cassius. Yep. Not like really. Huh. Not. I, I mean, they've been ranked. They've points,
0: been, yeah, they've been ranked in points, the top ten. But they weren't. Yeah, they weren't top ten team.
1: And I do miss that. You know, even this past year, they made it to the Sweet Sixteen. That's not top ten. No. Um, and so I, yeah, I would love to see that happen. A thirteen and zero, I think you could be looking at number one in the country. Maybe, you know, right there. You know, if you play thirteen and zero with MSU schedule, you usually get some love. Um. And then there was announced that they're going to do a charity for oh, the fires in Hawaii. Um, the secret scrimmage against Tennessee that we you know <laughs> was so fascinating last year. It's not going to be so secret this year. They are going to televise it. They're going to sell tickets to it. place is going to be packed. I know this for sure. I'm going to I'm going try to go to that. Oh, I'm hundred percent going to it. Now, uh, if they charge an arm and a leg, I might have to rethink it. I know it's for charity, but like, are we going to price gouge for charity? Yeah. Like That's kind of BS. I think this is a great idea. I think they should do it every single year. I agree. For a good cause. The teams get to practice against good talent. Fans get to see their team. And like somebody, some charity gets the money. This is like everybody wins in this scenario. Right. Why would we not? I think it should be a thing that it just becomes across the board. Don't, you know think it's gonna happen but maybe um so yeah um you know we're kind of two months out I, it is september they play tennessee next month yeah it's crazy it is wild but we've got some football in between hopefully they don't um <laughs> they don't make us sad and we're just waiting extra Beg long for, basketball. for basketball. Yeah. um hopefully we get that beautiful you know cross Cobra between lap. but we're gonna have to wait and see. Um, all right, you want to get to the picks? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So last week, Ryan can can't jinx it, but Ryan goes seven and three. I'm um, up, up eighty bucks in regular bets. Started with five five bucks in my FanDuel account. He nailed the uh, the little prop bets that we made up for the MSU game. So the, the, good on you there, Ryan. Uh, I went six and four, still above five hundred. Um, you call And Ryan called the Fresno State upset, like, straight up. So, hey, don't jinx it. Just stick to your guns. You got a little yeah. bit of numbers involved now, and so yep. you're unstoppable. Um, all right, Kansas, they're hosting Illinois. They are the three-point favorites are the Jayhawks. I really
0: don't want to touch this game. I would not touch this game in real life. Um, Man. Illinois did not look very good last week against Toledo. I know Toledo's so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Illinois here. I think Illinois might win this game straight up.
1: Okay. Um how did Kansas do last week? Do you know? I have no idea. <laughs> no clue. Um, Illinois struggled with uh good Toledo a really good Mac Toledo team. But this is a road game for them. In Kansas, just has to cover. How, three. how
0: how much of a home field advantage does Kansas football have? So that's
1: what I'm part of. What I'm thinking, I don't know. I neither of us know what Kansas is, so just going with it. Um, Colorado, three and a half point favorites, um, hosting the Cornhuskers. There's a lot of buzz around Colorado. right
0: You now. know, I
1: would. Re- I like
0: Dion. Uh, I hate Colorado fans because they are just complete morons. But, you know, this kind of – I'm not – I don't think – I think TCU reminds me of 2016 MSU where you're coming off – you made the playoff last year and you come off and you really you lose a lot of players and you struggle. I'm not really that sold on Colorado, but Nebraska is not very good either. I don't think Nebraska is very good. This is at Colorado, but there's going to be a lot of Nebraska fans there. Um but I'm going to pick Colorado, honestly, just because they're the home team.
1: Same. I think it's going to be another game that tricks everyone into thinking they're good, um, which they might be kind of good. They're probably more they're probably a six and six team, I think. but yeah, I think you're right about TCU it might be like really overrated. Um, Virginia Tech, three point favorites over Purdue. Purdue loses their opener. I I, I think I picked uh um I can't remember who
0: they played. But I picked them to cover against Purdue. Um, I am going to go with Virginia Tech here. Home team. So, yeah.
1: Purdue sucks. Yes. Agreed. All right. And so does Virginia Tech, but Virginia Tech's at home. so. And they do that cool enter sand yep. thing. So that's worth at least three and a half points. <laughs> uh Michigan. Got a real small spread here against UNLV. 36 points are the home team.
0: What do you think? Ricky White game, baby. Let's go. Uh, I got UNLV
1: covering here. I'm going to say the same. Mostly because Michigan didn't cover last week.
0: I, I need I need Ricky White to have, like, a 150-yard game with, like, two touchdowns, please. Just we'll also,
1: 36 points is just a lot. Yeah. So, I'm going to go with UNLV.
0: Big Ricky White fan this weekend. <laughs> Michigan, hopefully he lives in Michigan fans' nightmares. <laughs>
1: No, they don't care about those games. Yeah, They're not those even don't count. The they, ones, don't, they don't count. Those aren't heartbreaking to them at yeah, all. Those don't it's count. not even close to it's the COVID year. Or, COVID yeah. year. It doesn't count. They don't even care when they lose to MSU. Um, Iowa State. They are hosting their in-state rivals, Iowa. Iowa... Our four point favorites I, I, I'm trying not to get political
0: on this podcast, but apparently Donald Trump's going to be at this game. I would think him going to prison would be worse than him watching this game.
1: <laughs> um, I'm going to pick.
0: I'm going to pick Iowa State to cover here, though. I think they keep it within four points because huh. they're at home.
1: Okay, I'll go with that home team. Um. Northwestern hosting UTEP.
0: Uh oh, UTEP's favorite by a point and a half. Yeah,
1: U UTEP are yeah. the favorites here. Yeah. I one of my clo- actually, um, uh, Joe, who is our sound guy in this podcast, UTEP alum. No kidding. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna pick
0: UTEP here. Northwestern. This might be one of the worst Big Ten teams I've seen in years. They are horrible. Give me UTEP. I don't know anything about UTEP, but I'm picking them anyways.
1: Um, I'm going to go Northwestern. Let's see if they can... Wrong. wrong yeah, yeah. Wrong. <laughs> um, let's see if they can prove us wrong here. All right. Washington State hosting Wisconsin. Wisconsin are six and a half point favorites on the road. It's... This is not neutral. This is a this true... Is, this is
0: at at Washington State. Or, I, I, yes, because Washington State won at Wisconsin last year. Mm. So, uh... Six and a half. I'm really not sold on Wisconsin, to be honest with you. I've said that before the season started. I'm picking Washington State to cover here. I wouldn't be shocked if they win this game.
1: Um, Road – or, uh, home dog. Yep. So – Six and a half points. And they won last year. Big 10 teams don't do well in on the uh, West Coast. Yeah. It's also a
0: numbers thing, six and a, yeah. and a half. You know.
1: All right. I'm going with Washington State as well. Uh, Maryland hosting Charlotte Maryland's 24 and a half Point favorite Damn Tim called it said
0: Charlotte He said the Michigan you know Charlotte Tim oh. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I, You're damn Michigander this, man This school could be
1: in any state For all I know it's North Carolina it's Well I'm aware that Charlotte or Charlotte, <laughs> North Carolina There is a Charlotte Michigan Yes for those yes who don't know. So, well, That's
0: what I'm saying it's a mid Michigan thing Yeah, yeah. Uh, damn. You know, Biff Pogi, the mastermind behind Michigan's success the last couple of years, is the new head coach at Charlotte. So, because this podcast doesn't give any credit to Jim Harbaugh, so um, you know, just based on numbers, I'm gonna pick Charlotte here because it's twenty four and a half. Maryland looked good in their opener. They or? played Towson, but they looked decent. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with them to cover, and let's see what happens. Like if you know, I kind of just pick a trend with the team. Like this team tre- covers for me, and I go with that. And if they spurn me,
0: you're not betting on them again. Yeah, they're done.
1: <laughs> no matter if it's dumb or not. Um, Minnesota hosting Eastern Michigan. Minnesota's twenty and a half point favorites. What do you think? Oh man, you know, give
0: me Eastern here. Uh, no, actually, I gotta pick another dude. I've been picking non Big Ten teams this whole time. Give me Minnesota. I, I, I besides Illinois, I picked every single non Big three Ten. Three touchdowns. Team. Yeah, I don't care. I'm picking Minnesota.
1: No, yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna go with Eastern. I watched a little bit of Minnesota. They couldn't. They're. Do, I mean, they couldn't score for the life of them. Yeah, I know they were playing Nebraska, but I don't know. You remember that was it last year? Iowa couldn't score, or two years ago. It was the last. It was the last two years early. Uh, but Iowa could not score. Right. No matter who they played, like even like some buy game team coming yeah. in, they could score. They won two. like
0: what five to two against somebody last year or something like that. Minnesota gave me those vibes.
1: Okay. So, um, I mean, I think MSU should beat Minnesota now this year. So. Yeah, that's a good point. I actually thought about that because that was one of your sort of pivotal yep. games. Rutgers, nine-point favorites over Temple. Rutgers is a freaking wagon, dude. Give me, uh, after that, uh, I
0: know Northwestern sucks, but at least they look competent. Give me Rutgers to cover
1: here. I'm going with that as well. I feel like this is a really good bet. Yeah.
0: I might actually pick this in real life.
1: Um. Okay. So that's all we've got. Um we could do some props for MSU just makes sense. Yeah,
0: fun. sure. Um Over under three touchdown passes for Noah Kim, I think is a good one.
1: Well yeah, okay, yeah.
0: Two and a half? Two huh. and a half? No, do two huh. and a half. Do two and a half.
1: Okay. Yeah, because it, it it's the same three. as last week. Yeah. yeah. Um And what do you think? I'm I I'm gonna pick over. Okay. Yeah, I think that's probably a good good bet. Um over under Ah uh,
0: damn. Seventy yards uh receiving for uh Malik Carr. What do you I, have last I'm week? gonna I, I can't remember, but I'm gonna go over
1: on that. Over I think he has a bounce back game. I'm gonna say under. Um, mostly to not agree with you, and because he hasn't proven it to me, I want him to prove me wrong. And listen, if Malik Carr like just goes crazy against Richmond, I guess you could argue it's a level of competition. But that's not that this team's gonna be working with some weapons, um, they, dude. This kind of reminds
0: me. Like I'm not saying this team is as good as the 2017 team, but I uh, they remind me with the amount of dudes they have uh as pass catching options reminds me of that season a lot because they had like Daryl Stewart Felton Davis Cody White they had a lot of dudes that year so I feel like obviously we haven't talked about Keon Coleman he went off on Sunday it was super depressing to watch uh and yeah losing him sucks I I wish he wouldn't have left but I do like the young guy I'm not going to be worried about wide receivers here as long as Co- Courtney Hawkins is coaching them. He's clearly, I think, the best coach on the staff at this point. So, um, they've got some dudes uh, to work with. Young, a lot of young talent in that wide receiver room.
1: Yeah, I think we agree. We would have liked to have kept Keon Coleman. Our opinion has never changed. On that. <laughs> yes, um, Peyton Thorn, different story. But yeah, fair enough. Um, all right, I guess that's all we got, huh? Yeah. So, one to oh, know, um Ryan and I are, are actually feeling better about Michigan State than before. And I I want people to understand this. Ryan you have to understand from my perspective, I think that you can get optimistic, which is very normal for sports fans. For football, MSU football, I am skeptical usually because what it, there's nothing that is forcing them to be good. MSU basketball is a Hall of Fame coach. You're kind of like expecting a certain level. Nothing is guaranteeing Mel Tucker succeeds. Nothing. If anything, history shows that it's more likely he doesn't succeed than does. Um, I want the team to look convincing in a game against Central Michigan. And were they convincing for the first half? No. no. If you're going to say, hey, they just wore him out in the second half, um, first half is still a concern Fair enough I think that Richmond's gonna Tell us a lot about that If they have that same nervy first half I think then I will be officially worried I agree with you on that um, actually. So that, you're hearing it here But if they come in and crush Two halves, Noah came looking pretty You know, confident And assured of Like the moves he's making um, I'm feeling good about this team that was a big question mark, quarterback. Defense got a lot of stops. Lot, got to the quarterback a lot. And I want to see if that's just a Central Michigan thing or if – Oh, I think it's legit. Um, or if it's like a – because, yeah, they had Brandon Jordan. But I felt like MSU couldn't get to the quarterback to save my life. A lot of it season.
0: was injuries last injuries. year.
1: But am I – even if you're counting injuries, am right. I right? No, you're not. So it's nice to feel that there's this pressure. And that something's coming. And getting a lot of stops, in my opinion, um, it felt good. It felt good to watch MSU football just kind of turn their water off in the second half. It didn't happen against Western Michigan last year. Right. Like at any point. Yeah, I mean,
0: that game was, uh, they made it kind of nervy there, you know, in
1: the third quarter last year so i would really prefer they end the game better than they start it. i don't like i agree they start good and then they end terribly I agree. that's not that doesn't bode well right. i mean yeah a prime example of that is purdue in 2015 they got out to a 21 to nothing lead and they almost blew that game yeah so in in truth i do feel a little bit better but this week's gonna tell us a lot and of course all of this talking could be nonsense come week three or I guess it'd be week four. We right? we, we
0: have I have no I I'm a, I have no idea about this team still, and I won't have any
1: idea about this team after this week. Washington, that'll be the test there. I, I think that there are some things, some takeaways we have that can be reaffirmed this week though. Um yeah, Noble looking confident would be a right. huge one for me. Defense putting up a similar um, keep, below, keep
0: them below, like, 14
1: Getting points. to the Yeah, getting to the quarterback, getting a lot of stops, feeling like they're the better defense. They're the better unit when they're on the field. That is important in a game against Richmond. So that's another thing I need to see. If there's any sort of chink in the armor on those parts, I'm going to be very skeptical next time we record. I, that's not to, like... You know, sort of contrast you. It's the truth.
0: I I, 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 I agree with you though. If they struggle in the first half, that that's not a good sign.
1: Yeah, it's just like a. Oh, last week wasn't just nerves, was it? It was Central Michigan was actually fresh, and could compete. That's not. That's not what we want to see. We want to see some domination, and the ball moving. First quarter, first drive. I don't want to see. Let me get whatever ten yards in the first drive. Not against Richmond. That's just me. Now, I know there's a lot of people who go and say, well, hey, in 2013 we struggled against this game. the This team ain't 2013 at all. I'm not saying that that opinion is discounted either. But I think given what we've seen, that that's important to me. That this game isn't very close. I think that this is perfect for just kind of a... Blowout. A blowout, yeah. And if there's anything other than that, we'll talk about it and what we think. Um, anything else to add? Nope. I think that's pretty much it. All right. 1-0. Go green. Go white. Up ahead,
0: Winston.